Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason. I am joined this week by Kevin and Riley. Thank you guys for joining me. Hopefully, everybody is doing well out there in the wonderful wrestling community. Uh, this week, if uh, you want to join in on the conversation, you can do so. As always, just leave a comment on our Apple podcast. Uh, like, subscribe. Do the same thing on Spotify. I guess Google Podcasts is going away, so like the... The podcast platforms that are out there are starting to dwindle down into like basically Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's pretty much going to be it here pretty soon. But uh, but yeah, you can find us on that. And as always, you can find us on X. That's at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K. Kevin, Kevin Riley doesn't know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, aside from not knowing what day it is, how you doing? Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm good. And Riley, you sir. <laughs> Um, I'm here. All right. I'm okay. Riley's cold. <laughs> the, the I'm en- cold. I'm so I'm so cold. Yeah. I'll send you some Tampax. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hope that'll warm you up. I, I don't know. It's gonna keep them warm, but okay. So anyway, uh, you know, this week, uh, this week's episode, we're gonna talk about Elimination Chamber, which, contrary to what Kevin believes, only happened this past Saturday. Not no, I Saturday believe it. I believe you. I just, I just, I, I, you know, now that I was sitting here dwelling on it, I, I realized, yes, we were having conversations and stuff, and I, I somehow into my subconscious, I feel like there are text uh, conversations somehow turned out to be a show that we never recorded. So yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, you know, and really, too, it's. I, I think, and I think part of what I brought up to you is I think part of the problem is, you know, we did talk about it last week and we kind of previewed it, but we basically predicted almost to a T everything that happened. You know, well, it, I mean, it kind of, you kind of felt like it was going to be like that. Yeah, I mean, it was a good show. It was fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but it was a bit predictable, but. There's like little nuanced things that we didn't see coming that helped us get to that end result. So I think that's kind of maybe what we should talk about a little bit. So, you know, opening up, you had, I guess there was, I didn't see the pre-show tag match between Kabuki Warriors and I forget, uh, was it Caden Carter and Katan Chance that they faced or who was it they faced? Uh, Wasn't it Indy and Oh, it was Indy and Candice, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to see the pre-show match, but. You know, but then uh, it opened up with the women's elimination chamber, and uh, you know, w- w- I think we kind of said it last week. What we were kind of predicting, or what we were looking for, is to see if Tiffany Stratton belonged, and it was Tiffy time inside that chamber. Like I, I thought she showed up and and stood out, kind of above everybody else, and it was probably by design. But it seemed like she rose to the occasion. But I don't know if you guys agree, disagree. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I only went back and like, um, so when I actually turned it on, it was like, it was one of those things where you turn on Peacock and like, it was like n- near the end of the match. So I was oh. like, shit. So like, as soon as I turned it on, I don't know, it messed up or whatever. And it was down to the final three. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch it from here. No big deal. But I was, but I did at least go back and like watch some of the highlights of it. So yeah, she, she was tremendous. I mean, you know what I mean? Like uh, very um, smooth. Yeah, it, it, it's the way I, I say it. Not, not real flow ups or whatever. Kind of lived lift up to and a little bit of hype. So, yeah, she she had that swanton off the top of the pod, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, she had she had a lot of moments. Well, you, Riley, what do you think of Tiffany Stratton? 
No, she did what uh, I said she needed to do. She needed to show up and have a good match and put herself on on the map, and she did that. Am yeah. I am I the only one that woke up and watched it from the beginning? I think you are. Yeah, I, I, I mean, tried. No, I, I was up. I was up because I had to take Ava to Walsh. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to get her there at five thirty. So I, that's why I came back. I was going to start about forty five minutes late. <clears throat> like I said, I. So I watched it and then um, did I watch the whole way? I feel like I maybe stopped it and went back, but I can't remember. I think I just stopped it and go back. So I stopped. I stopped it like right after the, um, the Grayson Waller effect, and then I went back a few hours later and finished it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I started about eight, 8 a.m. Uh, and I came down here and I was doing work and I was watching it, but I had to pause it so many times that I didn't finish it until probably about five in the afternoon. <laughs> So it took me a long time. Oh, uh, so it was get... like WrestleMania 34. For yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Except I wasn't watching wrestling the entire time. But there's only like 30 minutes of actual wrestling in the entire show, according to, you know, some report on the Wrestling Observer, or an hour so and 30 was, minutes or something like that. An hour and 30 minutes, yes. God, dude, that, that, that's, a, that's the dumbest stat I've ever heard in my life. We'll get to something else that... Uh, that Dave Meltzer said that Kevin thought we should talk about, but we'll, we'll get that here in a little bit. But anyway, so and and the other person I thought had a good showing in that match though, too, was Naomi, you know, for, for her just being back, this being her, her first match back on the, um, the, you know, the first big event back, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why'd you bring her back? She was going to win. Or why would Liv Morgan, you know, come this far, but now whatever, you know, they're, they're telling a whole different story there. People just need to chill, but not I thought everybody Na- can fucking win. I know, right? <laughs> but like Naomi, like she she did that. Um, she did that. Sp- landed the split off of like the side of the cage and stuff like that. So she had. I don't know. I, I thought she had some good spots and a really good showing too. And of course, Becky got the win. And you got a lot of people who are really happy that Becky win, but then you got a lot of people that are not happy that Becky win because oh, we want to see somebody new. I, have we seen Rhea and Becky yet? I don't. Th- I think that is a new matchup, is it not? I mean, I mean, especially on a stage like this, but like, I mean, no offense, but you're going to want like a pretty decent name, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially for a Mania yeah. match. So, um, I mean, if you can't, you know what I mean? Like if you can't run it back with Charlotte, then why not back it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's another so. marquee match for Rhea to have at, at WrestleMania. And honestly, a match that she should win, right? Like that, that would kind of put, yeah. Her in very rarefied air. I, I 100% think Rhea should win, and I think if you're if they stay healthy and get it, I think Rhea stays champion for yet another year, and you get her and Charlotte like in the, you know, in the third match next year. I think it would be cool. Okay. Because they they've delivered both times. They I mean they delivered during the pandemic era for the NXT title. Charlotte won last year. Rhea won. You know what I mean? So, like, why not have a good run? You know what I mean? I, that that would be my long-term booking. Okay. All right. So, hey, Riley, I'll ask you. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, what are, like, yeah, Rhea has to win a WrestleMania in order for it to make sense that Becky wins at Elimination Chamber for me. Because it, it, Becky doesn't need the title. If they're going to exactly. take the title off of Rhea, give it to somebody else that could. Mm. use it to boost them you yeah. know yeah so that's exact, 
exactly my thought. Becky doesn't need the title. Here's my question, though, because Nia and Liv are still very much a part of this story. If you watch Monday Night Raw, that became very obvious. Nia came out, she attacked Becky very viciously. Becky came out and attacked her during during Nia's match with Liv. And, you know, Nia was also, you know, kind of... There was some interference back and forth there. Liv is feeling very slighted that, you know, she's not getting her opportunity. So they're very much a part of the story. Who's to say that a Fatal 4-Way might be a possibility? Would you guys I mean, be down would, for that? I mean, that would be some 2000s booking right there, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean... Again, it just... I could see that if they if they don't if even though like Becky and Rhea potentially on paper is a good matchup if they feel like they need it added and it makes sense as long as it makes sense mm-hmm. that's all that matters but if it doesn't make sense I don't want it okay for any 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 type of match you know Riley feel the same way or so yes for the most part now if they are splitting up Judgment Day. It makes sense to have a fatal four way and have her lose the title without being pinned. Yeah. You know, that's a way to get it off of her and mm-hmm. then break apart the judgment day. But that's that's all I got for that one. Yeah, that that no, that's no, that's a good point. Is that if if their plan is to take the title off her and to keep her status the way it is, then that would be a good way. But again, I kind of hate that because that's almost like predictable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like if you're going to have such a dominant champion lose, have them be the one that it'd, it'd be like if Roman and Roman and uh, Cody and like Drew were in a triple threat match and Cody pinned Drew. It's not mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Right, so. right. Yeah, definitely. So, and then uh, the, if that match then was followed up by the undisputed tag team championship match, which I thought was a phenomenal match. What's what's so Tyler Bates and and uh, Pete Dunn, they have a new tag team name. What is it? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like a throw. It's like a it's a the new clutch something. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, damn it! All right, the British. I mean, it's, it's, it's not... the British. The British Clutch Bunch. No, it's not <laughs> Clutch Bunch. The British Clutch Bunch. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, 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 it's escaping me now. But they have a new. They have an actual name. I, I thought, man, they, they, they did a, they did as good a job as you could ask them, coming that close and making you think it was possible for them to win, only to have it snuffed out at the end. Dude, what happened to Finn's thumb? Did you see, did he land funny on the coup de gras? Because his thumb, like I don't know if you ca- caught it, and I saw it on the replay. But when he got up, like from the pin, from when he got done pinning, done, he was holding his his hand, and then his thumb almost looked like the bone popped in. And then he like was sitting there like messing with it and setting it, and he kept favoring it. And then Monday night, right. when the Judgment Day came out, his hand was all taped up and his thumb was taped up. So he, oh, he must have dislocated or something. Yeah, it looked it looked it looked rough. You know, you oh. guys didn't neither. You noticed that? I did not see that. No, I, I noticed it, but I just thought you know. Maybe he's selling it from uh, Pete Dunne's uh, joint manipulation. Yeah, and he does all that, and then I thought that at yeah. first it was just he was just doing it a little too much, and then it just was like, "Ooh, wait a minute! I think he really hurt himself." 
um yeah this match kind of for me started a little slow and i was kind of worried at first i was like mm. ah shit like i'm thinking like remember i remember this i remember saying that i thought this would be the show stealer mm-hmm. and um so it started out kind of slow i was like ah damn like you know but they really picked up especially the last you know 10 minutes or so of the match or whatever um yeah hell of a match yeah without a doubt David right. Priest is just, uh, he's just, he's just, uh, you know, fucking another, I think another star in the making. Mm-hmm. He just, he is, has such a great look and presence about him. You know what I mean? Like, he's just cool, man. Nobody else can mm-hmm. pull off wearing two, two championships the way that he does. Right. I mean, I noticed, I noticed too that the, the, the blue belts were replica belts, which is weird. I wonder I don't if they, know why. I wonder if it's because they were in Perth. They didn't want to ship them internationally, so they probably just had replicas from like the gift shop yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that. That was my guess on that because I noticed that too. It seemed like the. It seemed like it was a replica. And those were the only championships that were there, to my not. Well, I guess the Kabuki Warriors probably had theirs. Well, the women's. Too. Yeah. No, but see the but the red ones were the normal ones because the red ones had. The only reason I noticed is that the red ones had the full-on Velcro, and, like, the blue ones, you could see the back. Like, they had the snaps on both sides, and they had, like, the little the hologram. You know, yeah, hologram I noticed the hologram, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the red ones did not, so I don't know. That was weird. Like, maybe, I don't know if they lost the blue ones or forgot the blue ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had, yeah, so. All right, and then we had Pop Fest 2008 with uh, – the Grayson Waller effect segment. So basically you had, uh, I mean, really it was just, so first you had Grayson Waller come out and he did a shoey with this popular, you know, footballer from Australia and he gets in the ring theories out there with him. And it's funny too, because the Australia crowd, while they're cheering for Grayson Waller, because he's their hometown, like home, home country hero, they're still booing the shit out of Austin theory. It's out oh, there yeah. with them, which was great. Uh, and then, you know, you had Seth come out, you had Cody come out, you know, got the, the big pops from the crowd and then they, they, they did the interview. So Cody kind of hinted a little bit more at, well, you know, Dwayne doesn't want me to expose the conversation that he and I had. So they're kind of, they're kind of diving into that part of the story saying, okay, well, you know, maybe what was promised to Cody wasn't exactly what was going to happen, which is why he called BS on it. But he still he still came short of actually telling. I thought he was actually going to say what it was that they talked about, but he didn't. Uh, but then he challenged The Rock to a match. So what are your what are your thoughts on that? I know we're going to get the answer hopefully Friday night on SmackDown or tomorrow night. As as most of you are listening to this, we record Thursday night, so you know it's either tonight for you or maybe it happened in the past. But you know it's. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. What do, what do you think The Rock's going to say? Do you think we're going to end up getting the tag match that everybody's thinking we're going to get with, with you know, say, well, you know, you just got your little probably, boyfriend there. Yeah, probably just because of Seth alluding again to, like, I have your back. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, interesting, man. I mean, if you could kind of take this into Monday night, which was, you know, Monday night end segment was great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like. It was definitely things were definitely starting to happen, you know what I mean? And especially with just stuff with the bloodline in general. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of one of those things. I'm kind of not a loss of words. I'm just it's just kind of like, um, 
I just want to sit back and see what the rock's going to say. You know what I mean? And then kind of just go from there. You know, it's, it's yeah. trying to, trying to digest it, but in a good way. Yeah, definitely. Riley, you down for that? Do you think the, you think the tag match is the way to go or do you want to see Cody and rock one-on-one? I want to see Cody and rock one-on-one night one of WrestleMania. All and right. then that's what costs him night two of WrestleMania. Oh, so that's going to cost him night two. Like he's going to get hurt yeah. and not be able to perform or. Ooh, you know what? Something. something. I could definitely see them, them being night one with like the main event on the line. Mm. And then Cody winning. You know what I mean? Just to add yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Just to add to. Just overcoming the odds and everything. You know what I mean? I know they've done that a thousand times before, but. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Brian. They did, you know. And this is the first time they've really had a night one and night two of WrestleMania as well, which, you know, is, is, or not the first time, but that would be the, it'd be the first time doing that where they had a night one and a night two as opposed to being a part of the same show. So I, I, I was listening to, I was listening to 83 Weeks and they were talking about how like Elimination Chamber, you had the women's and then you had the men's and how, it kind of deludes having both of them on the same show. I've kind of gotten over that just because, you know, I, you know, especially with the Royal Rumbles, I don't mind them being on the same show, stuff like that, where a lot of people I think still, still do. But he, they, they brought up like, well, what if you did the men's Royal Rumble at the regular Royal Rumble pay-per-view, but then maybe you did the women's Royal Rumble night one of WrestleMania. And then they immediately got to face the champion night two or something like that. Mm. But I don't know because you have all that story that you can that you're missing out on building all the way there and stuff. But I guess you could probably tell it in a different way. But that I feel like that that would then make that rumble that much more predictable because you could kind of see who the champions feuding with going into it. So you're like, oh, it's going to be one of these three. They're going to win it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that. So yeah. But uh, but yeah, and then we yeah, got the. I get where I get where he's coming from, but it's just, it's trying. It's, he's just trying to think of something different, something new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So interesting. Then we got the men's chamber match, which you know, to the predictability of everyone, you know, McIntyre ended up getting the win. Now, I, what I was talking about earlier, though, the things that we didn't see coming, right? We didn't see AJ Styles coming out and beating the shit out of LA Knight, right? We all kind of assumed that maybe LA Knight would go on to face Logan Paul, but very clearly it's going to be AJ Styles and LA Knight. That's 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 where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And very clearly Logan Paul versus Randy Orton is where, where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, that RKO on Logan Paul first? Did you guys see it? Were you just paying attention to it? Oh, yeah. What he did, like, the, he, like, he's in the camera, like, doing the fist pump and, like, showing the brass knuckles, and, like, oh, okay, it's all okay. zoomed in and on him. And also, dude, I laughed my ass off when that happened. I think what's funny is they came out today and they had footage of Logan Paul faking an injury so he didn't have to leave the cage. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can't move. I can't move. And then he goes in and hits him with the knucks and he comes back out and he says to the ref, haha, I told you I would. <laughs> I fooled you. Yeah. It's like, you didn't fool me. I knew you were faking or whatever he said. Dude, Logan Paul. Dude, Logan, Logan, he was a star in the match, man. Yeah, yeah. Even even just, like, drawling in the pod. Like, do you see you brought a oh Sharpie God. with yeah. him? And he, he made, like, devil horns. And then, yeah. he, then he wrote, like. But Kevin Owens, too, man. Yeah. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, look up. Yeah. 
Let's go. Oh, there you go. But like hitting his head against the plexiglass. I mean, yeah. yeah Honestly, for for a yet another predictable, maybe maybe underwhelming on paper uh, chamber matches because you kind of figured like Drew was going to win. I thought they all delivered. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just between not not just from performance standpoint. All the performance was great. Like Bobby Lashley, his shit. You know, doing his shit, he does mm-hmm. put people through pods and stuff. But like the entertainment side of it, the entertainment value of it, um, it was actually a tremendous match. So especially the end. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just one of those things where like Drew quickly ended up winning. You know what I mean? So like, um, and plus it made like Orton protected himself. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a cheap win and just added to like. Like everything with McIntyre, so yeah, yeah. Speaking and, of McIntyre, can we just can we just fast forward into Monday Night Raw? Oh, glad promo. <laughs> oh my god, so good, man. It was like it really he, was. he just keeps like just keeps getting better every week. I love it. All the shit he said about Punk. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, he can't he can't keep punk, Punk's name out of his mouth. Then he sat he sat down cross legged too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said you may not make WrestleMania. I'm not CM Punk. <laughs> oh God, oh, so funny. Good shit. Okay, sorry. Good shit. Yeah, good shit. All right, uh, and then you know, of course, we got Mommy on top, and and you know, a lot of people shit on that match too because there's just people out there that hate Nia Jax for whatever reason. But I thought Nia Jax did a great job. I thought it was a really good match for the two of them. Yeah. Cole, Cole wasn't wrong when he said that was probably one of the best matches she's ever had. Yeah, without Maria a doubt. Pulling out some stuff, you know what I mean, like stuff that she can do but she doesn't have to do or ever do. So. And I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna agree with Riley. I'm gonna take the words out of his mouth. Rhea should not have kicked out of the annihilator though. Uh yeah, probably. I mean probably not, I guess. Oh, it, it was I wrong, Riley. The, the look on your face, like uh, did did you uh, like I that? wasn't gonna say that. No, I You weren't gonna I say wasn't it? I wasn't thinking that. Uh, I wasn't even thinking that. I don't that's that that finisher though, like you know, I'm just thinking back to Yokozuna. Like nobody kicked out of that shit. Like there's so many different ways you can avoid it. Like she could have got up and hit her. She could have moved out of the way last second. Like I just feel like they've they've established that as such a dominant finisher for Naya in the short time that she's been using it, and for Rhea just to push out of it after you know after a long match. It's, to me, I was just like, ah, I kind of wish that didn't happen. But that's nitpicky. It was still a fun match. It was still really good. And the fact that she hit the um, God, what's her Finisher called again. Rip, riptide. Yeah, the Riptide on Naya was pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good match. Any other thoughts on that match before we move on, Riley Gaming? No, I just you guys said it. it was a good match. All right. <laughs> Riveting. Riveting. All right, and Rhea, Riley. <laughs> you know, Rhea followed it up with a good promo on on Raw, and then you had Becky coming out and interrupting it. And, and live and all that. So, I mean, there's definitely still a lot going on there. And I, I'm looking forward to Becky versus Rhea. I mean, I think that's I think that's the match that we need to see. You know, I think that's a, another huge stepping stone for for Rhea, and she's going to, you know, Becky's going to take a lot out of her. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really on Monday Night Raw that is worth, like, really getting into. 
Oh, I guess the the only other the only other thing is, it seems like the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania is going to be a multi man match in some way, shape, or form, because you had Dominic Mysterio, you had Sami Zayn. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a oh, and you had Chad Gable, a few other people, like all make like I want to be the Intercontinental Champion in one way, shape, or form. Dominic had the, that that whole thing with Judgment Day and Imperium was weird because they're both mm-hmm. like heel factions, right? So why why are they face to face? Like that was that that threw me off for a minute. I was not yeah. expecting that. But for Dom to be the one to step up to Gunther, yeah. like, I love that. I love that. I'm like, oh my goodness! I would love to see Dominic be the one that ended Gunther's streak. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. See him take it at WrestleMania. And, and that very well could be the case, but it would have to be a multi-man match for that to happen because you know Dom is not going to beat him one-on-one. Right. See, but, he, but if it's a ladder match... Not this Dom. What do you mean? What what Dom are we talking about? If he, were, he just needs to change his uh, gimmick a little bit. Uh, okay. You want him to don the mask and the the question marks? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, just you know, not be the the background. Oh, I got gotcha. you. He needs know. to go a little more Conan. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want to see him a little bit more? Maybe take charge, aggressive. I I could see yeah. that. Okay. You don't want him to be the uh, chi- the chicken or the the cocksucker heel, as Kevin would call him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it wants to be a chicken salad, you know. Yeah. So, what, what do you think? A, a ladder match would that would that be something that would be interesting to see? We haven't yeah. had a good multi-man ladder match in a while. Yeah, and it also is a good threat for Gunther. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, although yeah, I, I, I although I still think Gunther would still come out on top. What were you saying? I don't know. I, I, I don't think with the the wrestlers that they have that a ladder match would be the best match. I mean, because it, it'd be Gunther, Bronson Reed, Chad Gable, Dom, Sami Zayn, you know. Yeah. I just, mean, uh, they're not, you know, to me, a ladder match is high flying. There's Yes, but some of the best ladder matches, though, Riley, are like Rockin', Rockin' Triple H or Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, where they use the ladder like a weapon. Those are one-on-one True, true, true. I mean, it's a little different when it's multi. Dom's a high flyer. You got... I mean, Gable can do crazy moonsaults. Yeah, so can Sammy do crazy and, stuff. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy can Don't be... Don't play anything past Bronson Reed. I guarantee that motherfucker could do some shit. See well, he do... can do the tsunami. See, tsunami off yeah. the ladder? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever... I would hope whoever was underneath would, would move before he hits, because that would be... <laughs> But the thing is, you could also you could also add somebody like a Kofi or Xavier Woods to that match. Yeah, yeah. Because with their few, speaking of them, their match, the street fight, that was a good match. With Imperium was awesome. Like yeah. that was like that was pretty sweet. That, that was some 
not old school, but that was just, you know, I don't know. It, it was good. Good stuff. Yeah. No, it, it was a really good match. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's really, I think, it for Monday Night Raw. Uh, a couple things, I did want to mention a couple things that happened on, on NXT, and I I know we're going to talk AEW here in a minute, but did you guys watch NXT this week, Riley? Did you get a chance to catch it? I did. Okay. Kevin, how about you? Um, I did not. Okay. Riley, you with me? Did you enjoy the, the segment at the end of the show as much as I did? Oh, wait, I did see. Sorry. I, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't? I, I did see yeah. who debuted, re-debuted. Oh, yeah, that part of it, too. Oh. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, a couple quick things. First, the Good Brothers are on NXT. They showed up last week. They beat up a bunch, bunch of people. They had a match this week. I am so happy that they are getting some work in on TV. The Good Brothers on TV are good for business, and I'm happy to finally see them being utilized in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, if it had to be an NXT, great, but at least they're down there doing something. So, and then to Kevin's point, uh, so they've been they've been showing off like um, this weird, like kind of cryptic text. I think we talked about it maybe a couple weeks ago. Where, yeah, we thought uh, it was. Yeah, we were kind of questioning who it was. I don't think any of us predicted it would be Sean Spears, though. No, <laughs> and they actually called him Sean Spears, which I was also yeah. very surprised by. What's his real, is that his real name? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he. I mean, yeah. Because you know, it, it, I mean, he had some success in WWE as Ty Dillinger. I would almost imagine that more people would know him as Ty Dillinger. Or that gimmick was more over than Sean Spears was in AEW. So I was kind of surprised when he when he kept that name. And didn't go back to Ty Dillinger, but I guess if he's trying to change it up and be something different, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of. I mean, it's not it's not the same, but it's like Kevin Nash as Diesel and Kevin Nash, but then when he came back to WWE, he was still Kevin Nash. You know what I mean? Like so. That's true. It's not. It's not like he went back to Diesel. So. Oh, actually, that's not his real name. His real name is Ronnie William um, Arnold Arnell. Oh. Yeah. No, no. His real name is Sean Spears. <laughs> you like Sean better than Ronnie, huh? Yeah. I hell, I like Ty Dillinger better than. Yeah. I well, I just keep calling him the chairman. The chairman. There you go. Yeah. Perfect ten. Yep. So a lot of people were chanting 10 when they show when he showed up. So and I think a lot of people thought it might be Bo Dallas because you know some fan has made these like really incredible YouTube videos that like are it's almost like but it's AI generated voices so it almost seems like it, it's teasing a Bo Dallas return to the ring to carry on his brother's legacy but I guess none of it is real Bo Dallas is not connected with any of it at all and it's it's literally just somebody that apparently has a lot of money and is very skillful in technology and is able to 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 make these videos so um but uh but yeah so it ended up being you know ended up being tied to or I guess Sean Spears so that was cool and then you know to, at the end of the night so the the, the way the story kind of went Kevin Carmelo Hayes came to uh, or Ilya Dragunov came out, called out Carmelo Hayes, and Carmelo, because Carmelo said that he wouldn't have a conversation with Ilya unless it had to do with the, the championship, right? So Ilya comes out, says, you know, I'll give you a match, and Ilya, and then Melo's like, well, I'm not, I'm not showing up unless there's a contract, 
So that set up for this whole thing where Ava had a contract signing at the end of the night. So the contract signing was supposed to be Mello, Ilya, Ava sitting in the middle. But also throughout the night, a little side story, you had Tony D'Angelo, who had been talking about wanting to make some moves, step up. It's time for him to be the true Don of NXT, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, a little interesting side note, too. So there's that one guy that was in there, um, you know, a a part of that that new, like, futures program that they were doing. He's like a lawyer, and he's got, like, long hair. He had a match with Dijak. And I kept thinking, like, he's kind of this Italian-looking guy. And he and he kind of and he kind of has that look like the Tony D'Angelo, and he's a lawyer. So I'm thinking, why is this guy not in the D'Angelo family? Because he would make a good like mob lawyer for them, right? And then like literally right after the match, D'Angelo was like, "Hey, hey, Stacks, go get that guy and bring him back here." I was like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> apparently they thought the same thing." Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so Tony says he needs to handle some business, right? So. You know, Ilya comes out, Mello comes out, Ava's out there. So Ava's sitting in the middle. You got Ilya and, and, and Mello at each side of the table. And then Tony D'Angelo comes out and actually cuts a really good promo, like very good promo. And um, and uh, Mello said something about, I forget exactly what Mello said, but Tony said, Tony said, uh, you know, you're not the only one who can make moves out here. And then he, so Mello had a bunch of security around him, right? So Tony snaps his fingers and all the security jumps down and leaves the ringside area. And then Ava gets up and gives Tony D'Angelo her seat. And it, it ended and that, up being, that is my, that's my problem with it. Okay. Is well, that she just, she gave up all her power. She has nothing. But he's the she Don though. Not, she is not relevant in NXT whatsoever anymore for doing that. Mm-hmm. She, she, she's just nothing. <laughs> Well, but but here's the thing, though. I think I think I, I don't feel that way because she was in on it because she's trying to screw over Mello because Mello was holding her hostage and making these demands. So she made the side deal with Tony D'Angelo to set him up. Like the whole thing was a setup for the setup for Mello, right? So now Mello, instead of facing Ilya, is going to have to face Tony D'Angelo at Roadblock to get a shot at Ilya. But here's what's going to happen. Like, Melo's on his way to the main roster, right? So he's going to face Tony D at Roadblock. Trick Williams is going to cost Melo the match. Then you're going to get Ilya versus Tony D, and you're going to get Trick Williams versus Carmelo at Stand and Deliver, and that'll be Carmelo's last last match in NXT. And that's going to push him off to the main roster. Yeah. That's where I think this is going with everything. I just do. I just like the whole like. I I thought it was just badass the way you know this whole thing. This whole night, Mello's talking about his security. All these guys are around him, and with one snap of the finger, they all just jump off of the apron and just walk away. And Mello's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and like Tony D'Angelo just shows his like true power, and I was like, "Oh damn! All right." <laughs> so it was cool. But I get I get what you're saying though, Riley. Like I, I but I think I think it I think it helps that she was in on the plan to fuck over Mello. And I, I think that's why it kind of saves her a little bit there. And, and maybe I missed that because you know I fast forward through it, and maybe I missed the segment here or there. But to me, it just looked like, oh, yep, here here's my chair. You're you're the boss. Yeah, I I think I think I think she was frustrated by the fact that Mello was like holding you know she he was making demands so that was her way of getting him to the table and then 
pulling pulling the wool over him while he was there. Like that's that that's how I interpreted it from from watching the show. So, all right, all right. Let's move on. I guess real quick we can kind of go through and predict AW Revolution. I, I guess we're only about a half hour, a little over a half hour into the show. So AW Revolution is going to happen this weekend. Is it Saturday that it's on? Sunday, I think. Is it Sunday? It takes place. Uh, yeah, I think they they do Sunday March third. What's what day is the third? Yeah. That's Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So Sunday pay per view. I mean, the whole thing is built around Sting's last match, right? So the final match. Did you guys watch AEW last night? I uh, I saw. Yes, I I think it's when I texted you. I, I oh yeah, you Nick watched Wayne, a Nick Wayne match and stuff like that. Nick, Nick Wayne OC match, and then I watched. Uh, little bit of Jericho and Atlantis Jr., which everybody's like, what the fuck's this? And like, there's a big, there's a big backstory to it. And like, and Excalibur actually did a pretty good job trying to explain it. You know, sometimes you see stuff and it's like, what the hell is this? And like, nobody ever explains it or whatever. Like, he actually did a pretty decent job of explaining like the backstory of Jericho and Atlantis Sr., like from yeah. their Mexico days and stuff. Um, so, I mean, that was decent. It's always cool. It's always cool to see, like, Jericho, like, switch up now and then with, you know what I mean? Like, go mm-hmm. to a line hard or something else. So, um, yeah, and then and then saw the end, obviously. But not only the end, but there's a couple of funny things throughout the show that I mean, yeah. we can talk about, whatever. Did you see the opening <laughs> segment with Hangman and Swerve and all that? I did. So, to me, like, that was well done, except for, like, People had to, you know, out there had to fucking leak out that, like, Hangman. They were trying to make it to where he was, like, legit hurt. And then, you know, the fucking whoever assholes with that, whoever leaked out. Probably, like, Dave Meltzer type people, right? It was even, like, people like Sean Ross Sapp. Like, oh, he's not hurt. People saw him backstage. He's fine. And, like, some people, like, got pissed off because they're like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because they were trying to make, you know what I mean? Like, I think even Jerry Lynn tweeted something out. He's like, Jesus Christ. We talked about this. Can't we just ever just let magic happen and everything has to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, spoiled? You know what I mean? Like, so some people said, like, that kind of took away from it. But, yeah, but, hey, I, I'm i on board with you guys now. Like, Hangman's stuff. If he's not a heel, he's it, it's very – it's. Not quite the same, but it's it's starting to be like Drew McIntyre esque, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where they're going with it, into him being a heel. So, but you... but what was what was cool about it was Samoa Joe, yeah, how he was like laughing, and all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like he he put over Hangman, mm. kind of. So, but yeah, that was cool. Did you see it, Riley? You know what we're talking about? No, I, okay. I didn't get a chance to watch it. All right, so, so no la- last week in, I think, the main event, Hangman landed awkwardly on his foot, rolled his ankle a little bit, looked like he was hurt. And there was rumors going around all week that he legitimately was hurt and he was going to have to give his spot up in the triple threat. So he opens up Dynamite with a crutch and, like, limping out. And he cut a very, like, baby face Hangman promo. Very, very, like, you know, emotional... 
like upset, like almost like he was kind of pulling the curtain back and being real about it. And it was actually really good. It was very heartfelt. Swerve came out and Swerve was kind of like, man, I almost kind of feel sorry for you. Like I, you know, I, I didn't want it to happen like this or something like that. And then Joe came out and Joe had some things to say, but then at the end of it, you know, Swerve cut a very impassioned promo and all of a sudden turned and got walloped with a crutch. And, 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 you know what I mean? And so it was, it was all a ruse from, you know, the, the beginning of it, but it was, it was just very well done by hangman. So yeah, I, I didn't read the internet rumors and I'm glad that I didn't because for me watching that, I was really entertained by it and I thought they did a pretty good job with it. But, uh, you know, for, but yeah, dude, let the magic happen. Like, why do you got to spoil shit? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, we know it's a work. It's a fucking TV show. Like, let just let us enjoy it. You know, like it's just. Ah, that pisses me off. <clears throat> yeah, and um, of all people, it was like Sean Ross that. Right, yeah. It's like, come on, man. So, so yeah, anyway, and, that, and then that led into that. And then, you know, the whole thing with, um, the whole thing with, uh, um, oh, Jericho and Atlantis. I, I mean, I. It was the thing done to, like, placate Jericho. Like, okay, cool. Like, he fought his dad 30 years ago, or they were tag team partners when he broke into the business. They did do a great job setting it up. I thought the match was okay. The fact that his dad threw in the towel, though, I thought was a little weak. Did that tie yeah. into something that they've done in the past it, or it, something? It, 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 it may be. To see that, I don't know. Like, about, like, I only knew... <sighs> I didn't, I didn't know much about this. Like, I just, like, heard what he said, like, uh, Excalibur. So I kind of, like, saw some stuff on Twitter or whatever. So it must have tied into something. Yeah. So, to I, I don't know about you guys, but the, that stupid chop thing that Eddie Kingston does. And, oh, like, God. FTR was doing it in the match, too, where he does the corner thing where he, like, slaps his chest and the other guy at the same time. Like, that is the worst, like... It just looks so bad. Like, it's not believable at all. Like, I just, I cannot get behind it. I cannot. It takes me out of it every time I see it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like stomping a mud hole, but like horrible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, and I did watch the Nick Wayne match with Orange Cassidy. I thought that was a good match, and and Nick Wayne did have a good showing, man. He's just like, dude, he's just so little. Like, you know what I mean? It's because he's not grown yet. Like, he's an 18-year-old kid. What he reminds me of is, like, not not, not saying he's ever going to get there, but he he could be like a Kenny Omega. Because when Kenny Omega started out, he was about – you know that age, maybe a little older, maybe like nineteen twenty. Yeah. But Kenny Omega was a tiny little kid. Like if you go back and watch, like when he first started, I mean, looked nothing like he does now. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like he's he he moves like Omega a little bit. You know what I mean? Some of his stuff, like he's pretty. You know, he. What I was just saying, what impressed me, like last night, was like, um, he didn't really flub up too much. You know what I mean? Right. Like you you, you don't see a lot of him wrestle a lot lately um so that's why i was i was just impressed by in orange cassidy's i do so over man yeah <laughs> he's just orange cassidy i mean uh, you don't really even need to say anymore like he's just he's on a different level he's so good yeah he, he's he, he's somebody who you know 
should should be the future, but just the fact that he's only been profiled here, like, like I, I could see him like carrying it maybe someday or something, but yeah, I don't know. But he might not care to. <laughs> yeah, he may not. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna run. We're gonna run through the revolution card real quick, and then just kind of give a. Even though, like, I don't think some of these matches, man. Well, well, first, could we talk real quick? Let's wrap up dynamite. Well, I was going to kind of wrap up when we got to the talk about the main okay. event, but of the, okay. yeah, I, I just was going to go through it real quick because there's not, there's not a lot of story for most of these matches, so it shouldn't take us that long to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, let me pull back up the card. I wonder if I can just copy and paste this in here and make life easier on me. All right. So, uh, starting from the bottom, you got FTR versus Blackpool Combat Club. So, you got Dax and Cash versus Mox and Claudio. I kind of feel like we've been seeing this match already a bunch of times, and I I don't really know what the – like, I guess this feud must have been built on, like, collision or something like that because I really don't know too much about why. But um, I I, I don't know. What what do you guys think? Who's, Who's winning this one, FTR or Blackpool? Uh, Blackpool. Blackpool? Blackpool. Okay. I feel like I got to say FTR just to be different. Let's see. All right. BCC, not BBC. (laughs) (laughs) FTR. All right. And then the, uh, I guess there's an all-star scramble match, and this is, Supposed to be meat madness, but injuries have changed plans. No, produ- oh, so apparently, so they're supposed to have a match called Meat Madness that was supposed to be Lance Archer, um, Will uh, Hobbs, and I don't know, like maybe Miro. I think was the other one. I forget. It was, so it was all three like big men, and they were calling they were calling the match Meat Madness. But apparently, there's been some injuries, so that match is going to change. So we'll just go ahead and not even predict that match and we'll just move on to the next one. So Will Osprey came out Wardlow. Yeah. Oh Wardlow. Yeah, that was the other one. Okay, yeah, you're right. Wardlow, Osprey, and Lance Archer meet madness. So the only build for that match was that they were three thick men that were gonna fight in this match. Like there's no other reason for it to happen other than that. <laughs> This is why I hate AEW sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, and another confusing match. So, you, you're uh, Will Ospreay debuted on on Dynamite, right? He's fully done with New Japan. He is all elite now. He's with with AEW. His first match, even though he's a part of the Don Callis family, is going to be against Takeshita who is also part of the Don Callis family. And Don Callis came out on Monday and was like, oh, I'm giving the fans a treat. Like, this is an exhibition between the two family members and blah, 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 whatever. I I, I don't know, I, man. I cannot stand Takeshita. I think he is so overrated. Yeah, he's not that good. And he can't even talk. <laughs> like, he can't talk. He can't do it. Like, he yeah, just, like, he's I'm just sorry. there. 
I cannot stand. I do not. I like Don Callis, and I like the whole idea of the Don Callis family and stuff, but, like, the members and stuff, I don't know, it's just very, I don't know, it, it hurts not having, like, Kenny Omega around, you know what I mean, like... Yeah, but even if Kenny was still there, if the, if this was still going on, like, the feud has just gone on too long at this point. Yeah. Like, it was almost time for them to, to be done, I think, I feel like they would have been done with it anyway, you know, after the... If he hadn't gotten sick. Well, speaking of Kenny, shout out, he actually made his first, like, I don't know if you saw, like, he posted something on Instagram. He he did something for Final Fantasy on Twitch or something like that. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you know, it looks like he's lost a little bit of weight, obviously, from his sickness. Where, but it looks good. Like, yeah. looks okay. pretty healthy. So, he's up and going, you know, moving around. So well, At least playing video games. So, hopefully we can get yeah, back Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, no, that's good to see. So, definitely. All right. So, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I don't know the reason for this match so much, but I, I think Osprey will probably win, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm thinking then something like he'll get turned on or something or. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. need to be in this whole Don Callis family. No, because everybody was cheering him when he was out there, but then they were booing everybody else in the ring. When right. They, uh, I was like, it's 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 pointless for him to be in that family. All right. Uh, then you got Christian Cage defending his TNT championship against Daniel Garcia. Uh, you know, Christian's had a, a pretty strong lock on that championship. I mean, he, he did lose it to Adam Copeland just to get it right back, thanks to Killswitch. So, and I haven't really noticed much of the build for this match because Christian seems like he's been, you know, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I did see a little of it, but, um, but I don't know, man. Like, it'd be interesting to see Daniel Garcia take that TNT championship, but I feel like Christian, I, I feel like Christian's we, got more to do with it. We, we cannot, we cannot bet against our father. Oh, so. <laughs> That's right. None of the three of us have dads, so we're, we're, we're picking to be in Christian's <laughs> yeah, stable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um Christian. Oh my god. I that would be such a great uh uh <laughs> gimmick minute shirt. Christian is now our father. <laughs> <laughs> Actually and that and fits it, it, that it, it, fits it, for Michael too, because his dad's dead, so we'll, we'll see if he can make yeah. it. <laughs> and, and, on the, and on the back it just says Jason, Kevin, Michael, Riley, Cage. <laughs> oh man alright I'm picking Christian what about you guys yeah me too yep. yeah All right. no faith Garcia in Daniel Garcia no he can't dance his way out of this one so. he can't dance his way out of yeah. that weird ass dance that he does it is fun it is, I, I do like it more now than yeah. I did it first <laughs> I think it is funny <laughs> All right, Eddie Kingston is defending his Continental Crown against Brian Danielson. I feel like this is a feud that's been going on for a long time. And, uh, I mean, Brian seems like he's kind of on his way out. Like, I, did I hear somewhere that he's he's done soon, like in ring? Like his, What he said, this is his last year. This is his in last ring. year in uh, ring? Yeah, yeah. So he's kind well, of he on came his... out and did that whole thing saying, I told uh, is his daughter's name Birdie. Yeah. Some that when she turns seven, I will stop wrestling. Thing is, she's only six. 
So, so yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like Kingston will probably get the win. I don't know. Maybe they'll swerve you and go with Brian and put a championship on him because he hasn't had a championship since he's been in, in AEW. So maybe they'll put a championship yeah. on him for a while and then have somebody take it off of him before he's before he's done. So I'm, um, I'm going to go Danielson. I am too, but that's just because I don't like Eddie Kingston at all. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kingston. I think Kingston would take it. You know, when Eddie Kingston first came to AEW, he had a match with Cody for the TNT Championship, and it was like a, one of the open challenge matches. And that match was so good because it was so different than most of what was on AEW. And Eddie sold like a knee injury so well that I thought he really tore his knee. And it, he, he just, he had a great showing. He had a great impassioned promo afterwards. And I'll, I'll tell you, I was a big fan of the guy and I was excited when they signed him. But I will, t- but over time though, like I've kind of gotten to the point where you're at Riley, like I'm, I can take it or leave him now. Like yeah. it's almost like he's just kind of overstayed his welcome in a way. Yeah, it, was all, it all went down, started going downhill when he's 69 Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wasn't his. That still, wasn't his fault, still, though. I know. Still, the, still one of the funniest promos ever. Yeah. North South sixty nine be done sixty nine. <laughs> that was the title of one of our shows. It was. <laughs> that's a little throwback. I forgot that that's where that came from. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. All right, and then. <laughs> Come on. Sixty nine be done. Uh, if anybody isn't sure what Kevin is talking about, make sure you go find the um, exploding barbed wire death match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega, and and just watch the end of what happens. Yeah, and then and, you'll, you'll and, understand and, where and, that came from. And go and, and go back into our archives, yeah. one of our shows, um, which was probably what late twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm guessing is when it was early twenty twenty two. We have a episode. We really call it 69 be done. So we talked yep. about it. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I wasn't a part of the show back then. You so, were not. Uh, don't don't <laughs> hold me. Go, don't go, hold that against me. Go back and listen, Riley, <laughs> along with everybody. Oh, else. I've listened to all your episodes. Oh, yeah. Before, I was going to say, Riley's probably listened to Join, it already. Yeah. Well, go back and listen to it again. <laughs> My computer is about to do an update, so I had to snooze it real quick so we didn't get cut off. All right, uh, and then Tony Storm's going up against Deanna Perrazzo. I, I noticed they haven't really been talking about the win-loss records as much anymore. Maybe that's because, you know, they, they made a big deal at the beginning of the year talking about, oh, we're going back to the ranking system and win-losses are going to matter. And then Deanna Perrazzo literally walks into the company and gets a title shot. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Um, but Tony Storm's gimmick is super over. I don't think is going to be the one to... to to knock her off. I, I feel like that's probably going to be Mercedes when she debuts here in a few weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say timeless. Tony is going to get the win. Yes. If I could change my thing to black and white right now, I would, <laughs> but I will also go with Tony. All right. Riley, how about you? Yep. I'm with you. All right. All right, and then we got Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong for the International Championship. 
Um, I mean, dude, I, I kind of feel like this is Roger Strong's moment, right? Like, I, I just think that they're, they're trying to build this faction and make it something. And I think they have to do that by winning some gold. So I can, I can see it being Roger Strong. Yeah, yeah as much Roderick. Yeah, me too. As much as I, like I just said, really like Orange Cassidy and like how great of a champion he has been. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Roddy. All right. Then we got the triple threat match. Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland for the AEW World Championship. Dude, this is such a tough one to call because they don't, they don't switch championships fast, and and Joe has only had it for a short amount of time. I would be shocked, but how do you not go with Swerve in this? Yeah, I know. Unless I, the one thing I'm wondering on this show is there's always a surprise, always something. But I guess I mean I guess maybe it won't happen here, but. Um, Maybe it'll be safe for the main event. I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, God, you think MJF's gonna come out and fuck things May- up? Maybe somehow just fuck it all up for everybody. Um, it's one of those things I want Sword to win, but I feel like Smojo is gonna win. Okay, you going Joe? Yeah. All right, what do you got, Riley? I'm gonna go with Swerve. All right. Just going betting with your heart on that one. Yep. <laughs> me too. It took me a long time to like <laughs> like swerve, you said, and now I, I do. So. So now I've you got my heart on for swerve. Yeah. So now you swerve when you drive. Well, I've always done that. But... <laughs> your knee... now I'm dancing. Your knees <laughs> does. Your knees does too. It's a. Uh, it's frightening. <laughs> Um, she gets that from her mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you, you kind of have to go that way. Now, Kevin, to your point, though, I guess AEW did file trademark for their April. They're, they're adding an April pay-per-view, and apparently the trademark that they added is called Dynasty, and supposedly MJF was a part of a faction back in the day called Dynasty, so people are drawing a conclusion that that might be hinting to a, a return to TV for MJF. Mm. So, and I guess like one of the people that were a part of that faction were was backstage at Dynamite a couple weeks ago. So it'd be interesting, you know, especially since he's got the the Devil group, you know, or the undisputed what are they, undisputed what are they called Kingdom Kingdom. They have the undisputed Kingdom. So he, he's got to have backup, so maybe he kind of reforms this old faction and they debut in AEW or something like that. And, you know, about 10 people that knew about that faction will care. The rest of us will just be like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, MJF's back. Yay! You know, so <laughs> I think that's going to be more of the case. But, but yeah, I, the main event, though, the reason why everybody is showing up to this and the only match that has some semblance of a story, even though it hasn't been the greatest is Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. Sting's last match, like this is his send-off. Sting and Darby Allen are the tag team champions right now, and the Young Bucks have, have done an okay job of making themselves into the, the heel foil. Um, you know, there's been some hiccups along the way, 
I had a little bit of a problem with what happened on Wednesday at the end of Dynamite, though, and and I, I want to run this by you guys. So it looked like the it looked like they had this whole plan mapped out, right? So they're playing mind games with the Bucks, they're avoiding them, and then you know they're they're antagonizing little kids in the crowd that had sting masks on, but one of them happened to be Darby Allen. It is scary how much Darby Allen blended in with the with the kids. Oh yeah. No like, idea it was him. Yeah. <laughs> like, scare. Like there was a little girl there, and you're like, oh, it's just, it's, it must be your older brother. Like, like that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he punches, you know, the, he punches one of them in the face, and then, you know, he's fighting them. But then he, he takes a beating for a while. And we're Sting. Sting's not there. Like, why is Sting not co- like this plan should have been orchestrated better, right? Like, why is Sting not there? So then Ric Flair's music hits, and he comes. I guess you could say styling and profiling, but anymore it's more like, um, like he should be walkering to the ring, like <laughs> Shuffle, shuffling. Yeah, shuffling. There you go. He was, he was doing the old man shuffle to get to the ring. Uh, he he does a terrible eye poke and then throws a, a a jab at one of the young bucks, but then he catches a beat down. So now he's getting beat down for like a what feels like an eternity. Like it felt like this was taking forever. And then the lights go out, Sting's music hits. The young bucks take their bats and they walk up to the ramp, and they're standing up at the ramp. And then Sting. Which was awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. The fact that they threw back to this, like, you know, yes. late '90s thing was cool. I, I wholeheartedly, and I'm not. I, I get where they were going with it. He repelled from the ceiling like he used to back in the old school WCW days. It was awesome. Okay, but why did he repel from the ceiling and land at the foot of the ramp when the Young Bucks went up the ramp? Why didn't he repel down into the ring like he did with Diamond Dallas Page and like, you know, what I mean, like. It was just weird how they did it. It was too long of a beatdown on those guys for him to then show up and save the day. And then it was just weird that he repelled down at the end of the ramp and then they had to come back down. It was just, I, I don't know. Like The, what, the only thing only thing I'm thinking is that, this is just me thinking I didn't read this or hear this or anything, is that maybe where he was at, where they had to descend him, was like the safest way down. Okay. You know, maybe maybe over the ring was there was too much. I don't know if there was a jumbotron or something. You know, what I mean, I don't know yeah, what was maybe. up there. So, especially with everything, because you know when everything happened with Owen, like Sting oh, he, stopped, and he, he stopped doing it, and he was strapped in too. Like you could see, like the like well, he, he was, was like triple harnessed in there. <laughs> so he so he so when he used to do it, he never he never did the the thing with Owen was a fluke snap shackle thing that should have yeah. never been you know what yeah. i mean like that was that was for a quick release so you're not fumbling around sting has always been that's why he, that's why he really always wore the big trench coat is because it always covered his harness mm. so and he would just do a quick it, it's basically one of these things where he just goes like this pulls it off and then the the, the cable goes up so yeah you could see like he was like and some people said that, like, well, why the hell would he do that? You know what I mean? Like, everything that happened to Owen and, like, you know, like, I'm sure. I'm sure, number one, that maybe they even, 
I don't know if they like talked to Martha hard about it, you know, because they had a relationship with her mm. in the Owen Cup. Um, but I am one hundred percent sure, as much as AEW Tony Khan or fucking wackos or whatever, I'm sure they had the best <laughs> people on it for this to make sure it was safe as possible. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, I, I'm sure. And, and like and like you said, he was completely strapped in big time. He and that's why they panned away. And just showed the young bucks for a while, and that's why Darby was there because Darby was like you can kind of see was helping him get oh get it unstrapped. Yeah, because he was it wasn't one of the, it wasn't it was one of those carabiners where you have to you have to unscrew it and then you it's not just a normal carab you know a normal carabiner yeah. you just go like like that it was one of those locking ones where you have to actually Un- unscrew it pull then- it up. And yeah. then, and then you, then you pinch it, and then you take it off. Mm. So that's why it, it wasn't just one of those ones where you go like that. And then but I would, I would even been fine with them dropping down more cable and letting him move while still attached to it. You know what I mean? Like it's just a quick little thing with the bat. Like I don't know, man. It was just kind of weird how the whole thing worked out. It just seemed like it was way too long. And then, but it was, but it was really cool, and it was so nostalgic. And I, well, what, I, what I, about I, the young bucks when they were in the locker room? The throwback to the final Nitro, where like Sting or um, or Sting's locker rooms back in the WCW days used to always have the bats hanging down. That oh. was an homage. That was an homage back to the final Nitro. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even catch. I didn't. Didn't even catch when, that. When Sting cut his backstage promo right before he went out with his match with Flair on the final Nitro, he would cut a promo in a locker room that had bats hanging everywhere. Like oh, that. okay. So that was the Bucks did that. That was a, a throwback to that too. That's cool. Did it have a mirror in it too that they like somebody stir, stared I, in awkwardly? I think, so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I was almost getting like Ultimate Warrior WCW vibes with the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was cool, and I, I don't I don't mean to kind of shit on it. It was just kind of weird the way it was it all went down. Like I just felt like it was just too much time in between everything and and and, and all that, but. You know, it, it is what it is, and it, it's going to be a fun match. So, but it, you know, it's weird though. Does, does Sting go out on a shield like you're you're supposed to, and drop the titles and and go out that way, or is he going out the winner? And are they going to have to do something differently with the tag team championships after that? Um, the traditional thing probably would be trying to lose and stuff. Have a send off, but AEW is not really traditional, so I can see I can see them winning. Um, I can see them winning, and then maybe forfeiting or Darby finding a new partner or something. I don't know. I don't know. This is another one. It's so it's actually pretty un- in a good way though too. Kind of like the triple threat match. It's so unpredictable. Yeah, honestly. Um, and I, and I feel like Sting's still going to be a part of AEW because they, they keep saying it was like this was as a final dynamite as an entering competitor. Like they made a point to yeah. say that. So I could see maybe a, a you know, no paint Sting being a part of the story in some way, shape, or form, like a backstage character or something like that. Or maybe Ooh, they have event, him. Main event mafia Sting. Yeah. Maybe they have him as like maybe like some sort of authority figure. They could combine combine main event mafia sting with Joker sting, and he could like, you know, make matches and shit. I don't know, but <laughs> he just shows up as a different sting every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. I, um, I don't think we'll ever see him in face paint ever again, right? Like, I, I, th- I feel like that's got to be the – if he's retiring, he, he should not have the face paint on, right? No, I agree. If, if he's around, like, he should – it depends. If he stays with Darby, maybe he does. Um, but, yeah, I think he just goes to Sting, like, main event mafia Sting. Like, sunglasses, no paint, so. Yeah. But I think – I'm just going to say Bucks win. Bucks win? Okay. What about you, Ray? Um, I'm with the Bucks winning. All I right. think I think they need to do this right and and to do it right in my opinion, is Darby turns on Sting, they lose the titles, and Sting has his final match against Darby and it's Darby winning over Sting. So you don't think this is Sting's last match? You think he'll have one more against Darby? <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. All right. I, you know, I'm going to say, because AEW doesn't do things traditionally, I'm going to say Sting and Darby win, and then we just kind of figure out the rest at the end. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of it's the way I'm feeling right now. But at the same time, though, that kind of that kind of hurts the Bucks' new characters, though, too, uh, in a way. So I, I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough way to... But they could also recover from that because they're they're the heel characters that they are. But yeah, I I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what they end up doing. I, I do you think the Bucks wrestle in their blood covered clothes? Like they haven't done that since the a couple of weeks ago. I wonder if they got some some pushback for doing that. You know, uh, yeah, they must have. They quickly they quickly got out of that. But on pay per view, though, maybe maybe they feel like on pay per view they can get away with it. Well, that's that's like we said. They should have just they should have saved it for the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doubt. Like I said, if they weren't if they weren't collecting blood samples from all of their opponents leading up to it, then why even why why not do it at the pay per view? Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for AW Revolution. So it'll be interesting. Like I, you know, I don't know how much of this I'll get to see. I, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to pay for it. That's that's for sure. <laughs> but um, you know, I, we'll 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 see what happens. And and honestly, man, like there's been some AEW pay per views. I'm like, yeah, damn, I need to buy that. This really isn't one of them. I mean, the Sting and Darby met like that. The Sting match is going to be awesome, and the, and that's the event in itself. And I am really interested in in the uh, the World Championship match. But outside of that, I could give two shits about any match on this card. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, honestly, some of AEW's pay per views lately just haven't. There's been times when we've had pay per views that's like, eh, I don't think I'm gonna buy it, and then like ends up being like a freaking tremendous pay per view, like top to bottom. But like lately, it's just yeah, it hasn't been. Especially a company that's like, you know, to me, less pay per views means better pay per views, and lately it hasn't. I don't know. This yeah. hasn't quite delivered. So, well, and now they're moving every month too. So it's it's going to be monthly. And and without the good storytelling that really keeps you watching it, I feel like they're going to have trouble getting buys on some of these shows. If they're yeah, unless doing unless unless they're, unless they're playing as a streaming service. Yeah. So. But even then, man, like like I said, like if even if this was free, I would maybe tune in for the last two matches, and that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I had nothing going on, I'd probably have it all on. Would I pay attention to a lot? No, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. I don't know. I don't know. 
All right. Well, hey, you guys got anything else? We're, we're a little over an hour now, so we can go ahead and wrap up. Riley, you got your one note for this week that you want to drop on us? Sure. Sure. Kevin's going to love it. So, uh, yeah, last week I told you about uh, John Krimber showing up, PBR. If he did not win the next event, man, he shows up on Raw, now he's a champion. Wow. All right. Yeah. Raw produces champions. Love it. He's still number two in the world, but he's moving up. <laughs> he's number one in my heart, though. Hey, too. real quick, speaking of um, speaking of non-WWE things happening on WWE, do you see where that, I, I forget the UFC fighter who was at Elimination Chamber, he called out Conor McGregor, and yeah. he did it like right in front of the WrestleMania sign. Are we going to get a UFC fight at WrestleMania? Is that where we're heading with that? Or Probably. You think they're gonna get used, get used to it? You think they're gonna they're they're gonna cross pollinate that much? Like they said they weren't gonna do that, and now it's totally looking like they're gonna do that. <laughs> they, in my opinion, they can't do that. They can't take something that's not um, a set outcome and put it with something that is. Yeah, you I know? agree with you. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, I mean, it's, they tried doing that a long time ago, the bra for all, but I mean, they weren't, those guys weren't MMA fighters like these guys would be, but yeah, to have like a, an actual sport, sport contested match in the middle of all these like predetermined matches would be, would be yeah. a, a weird dynamic. I, I don't know if I'd be down for that. Because we wouldn't, we wouldn't believe that wasn't predetermined. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, plus, like I don't know, you almost think they start building it here pretty soon, and I don't know. So I guess WWE is going really hard in the paint, trying to get uh, Sly Stallone to be a part of WrestleMania in, in some oh, way, shape, or form. Because of Philly, yeah, yeah, Philly, I, Rocky. I, see, I, I could see him doing like a voiceover, or like or like the promo video leading up to it. Yeah, would be cool. Like do like a thing of Cody running through the streets like uh, like he did in Rocky or something like that. Mm. Like that that'd be and that's that's the one thing like uh, I I think maybe Conrad brought this up but he said like Cody's story is is almost kind of similar in the fact that you know he he had the match against the unbeatable guy and almost oh, yeah. won and then got and now he's back for the rematch like that and it's in Philly like that is kind of a a mm. bit of a Rocky story in a way so I, if they really. It really is because the second the second Rocky the fight was in Philly. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's kind of okay. interesting how they how they how they're doing that. So hey, mm. maybe that's a tie in there. Uh, and then the other um, the other I think Conrad said that they need to have Jason Kelsey at WrestleMania too, like punch punch somebody in the face or something. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Like he's Mr. Philadelphia, he needs to be there. So I agree with that too. So be interesting to see who shows up at WrestleMania. We'll have to we'll have to talk about that. Well, Kevin, we didn't get to the the X topic, and you're yawning. So do you want to save that for next week? Yeah, we'll save it for next week. Okay. With uh, because I, I think that could get uh, we could get into about a good fifteen probably twenty minute discussion on that. I think so, so too. And my my only concern with it, and the reason why I was a little hesitant. Is that I like I'm not in the position right now where I really want to give Vince McMahon any flowers, 
you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk about him in a glowing way, I guess, or like say too much positive about him. Um, but you know, and, and, and I guess it it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. It's just kind of facts. But like, I just, when I read that tweet, I was like, dude, that's, it's not the same fucking thing. Like, I don't get what you're even trying to imply there. Like he, I feel like he just never misses an opportunity to try to shit on the WWE and Vince McMahon and what they've accomplished and stuff like that. Like, it's like, it's like he's pissed it. off about I get it. it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean that wasn't even intentional. So is that why Vince always used to say that's good shit? Oh, God. All right. All right. Well, before we get too far off the rails, let's wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy AEW Revolution. Um, if you agree with our picks, let us know. Hit us up on X at Live Your Gimmick. If you uh, just make sure you don't add the E to live, it's L I V your gimmick. And then you could also find us on your favorite social media platforms. I've been bad about uploading the episodes to YouTube. I'll try to get better about that, but there is a video version available on Spotify podcast. And then you got the audio version as well on all your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews, help us out. We, you know, we, we try to do this ad free and all this fun stuff. So we, we'd like to try and get as much, you know, as much help as we can moving up the algorithm. Our Spotify impressions are up a lot, which is good. So let's, let's keep that going. But, but yeah, anyway, all right. Thank you guys again for listening for Kevin and Riley. I'm Jason reminding everybody out there in the internet wrestling community to be a fan, always live your gimmick, but be nice to each other. Right. Let's, let's just be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shit on it. Don't shit on each other. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Goodbye everybody. Get some of your hair. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't stop it.